welcome to our first Perfecting Potatoes Together podcast of 2022, brought to you by BASF. My name is Rebecca Dawes and in this year's series we will be travelling across the country to speak to growers, agronomists and independent experts to find out what's happening in the field, in the future and to share some top tips on how to perfect your potatoes. Today I'm joined by Paul Goddard, Business Development Manager at BSF, David Turner, a seed and tuber expert, and Justin Wilderspin, Head of Farming and Procurement at Albert Bartlett's and one of BSF's new potato trial partners. Now, Justin, um, we've all seen Albert Bartlett's in the supermarket, but tell us a little bit more about how the farming enterprise operates. So Albert Bartlett is a family business. Uh, it's fourth generation. Uh, founded in 1948 uh, by the grandfather of the current owner. Uh, we supply approximately 15% of the UK fresh potatoes. Uh, we also are into frozen and chilled potato ranges. Uh, we're well known for our uh, rooster brand, but we also have other brands throughout the business. Uh, we've got uh, pack houses uh, across the UK in Airdrie, Scotland, doing fresh and chilled products. Uh, Boston, predominantly fresh potatoes. Uh, Westwick in Norfolk, doing frozen and two regional sites, uh, one in Jersey and one in Cornwall. We also have a, a farming operation which farms across four counties, uh, Norfolk, Cambridgeshire, Lincolnshire and Leicestershire. Approximately 380 hectares, uh, 940 acres, growing uh, seed potatoes uh, to supply into the Albert Bartlett business for our grower group. Salad potatoes, pre-packed wear and processing. We're farming over burial, variable soil types from sand, silt, peat uh, and limestone. And uh, really, this gives us a real good testing ground for commercial growing of new varieties and detailed understanding uh, of production to really feed back to our grower group of approximately 90 growers. It really began in 2012 and, uh, and it's really sort of grown from there, really. Really good quality potatoes become available at difficult times of the year i.e. early and late season supply so the own growing really helps manage the shoulders of the season which means we can give the consumer you know the right product at the right time. Fantastic and you talk there a lot about testing new varieties I know you've got quite a lot of trials in in plan. Yeah so we run a trials program in Scotland and we also run in England we work closely with uh, with the breeders predominantly we have a hundred plus varieties in our trials program talking specifically about England we have a, an unirrigated site and we have an irrigated site and it really gives us the opportunity to look at these the varieties that are coming out as numbers uh, and seeing you know what the potential is for for the consumer you know a lot of it is been built around taste in the past but we're certainly now focusing more on the agronomic side of the variety because you know we're running out of tools in the armory so we need to be certainly looking at varieties more closely. And that toolbox that you talk about there is something obviously it's been discussed a lot in the sector recently. What were the challenges we faced last year? Certainly uh, the withdrawal of Vidate has, uh, has been a big issue uh, certainly on you know early salad production. We really do only have now two products really in the marketplace in you know Vellum Prime and Nemethorin and and we know that one will only control you know low egg a gram and the other one a long harvest interval duration 
so it, it was tricky last year managing fields and varieties. And in terms of other pests and other diseases, there'll be other others that you're facing challenges with? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, wireworm is one that's on our radar at the minute. Um, you know, it's it's one that's really sort of crept up on us and now it's a really a significant problem for us. We've really only got one product will control wireworm in nemothorin, but again, it's a long harvest interval product, so it's not something that we can use on salad potatoes. It's very sporadic. Risk assessments uh, are not really covering off the damage that we're finding, so that there's significant work needed to educate us all on you know what we need to do going forward. David, uh, you've been involved in the world of potatoes for for probably more than three decades, if not longer, and you've got an immense amount of experience. What were the challenges that you you've heard growers over the last few years significantly facing? I think one of the challenges that I see is with the alterations in label of uh, fungicides going into store. People can't now use these products for animal feed or, or into the wear market. There's been a, quite a reduction uh, in the use of uh, the two chemicals, one being gavel and, and the other store XL. Consequently, we've seen, I think, over the past three or four years, we're starting to see quite an increase in, in the levels of um, dry rot, especially. Um, some varieties, again, skin spot is, is, is becoming problematic. In the area that I work in, which is mainly tuber treatments and storage, that's possibly one of the biggest significant things that, uh, that's been, been a problem to us. What's been successful for the industry in terms of innovation in the last few years? Well, I, th I think there's been quite a swing from using powders um, for rhizoctonia control um, with the loss of Monsterin and Demesto. We're only now left with um, one powder formulation, um, which is Rhino DS. And so there has been a big swing to liquid seed treatment. And there are, again, for rhizoctonia, there's, there's basically two on the market. Shortly, one coming along in the pipeline from BSF. Obviously, a lot of growers are starting to consider or will be putting their first early crop in the ground or receiving seed for what's coming in the future. What's your top tips and recommendations on how they can protect that seed to give it the best establishment? Well, I think one of the things that they could do, or one of the things that they should do is uh, remember that the bags that they come in are are for are delivering the potatoes and they're not for storing potatoes in so um, transferring um, the tubers from the bags to a box and and into store uh, prior to planting is you know is, is very necessary last year there was a big move towards uh, especially growers down here in England ordering their seed treated with a liquid seed treatment um, so it then saves them the trouble of applying on farm although again a lot of growers are purchasing equipment and doing their own treatments uh, as the seed arrives. Just to follow on with what uh, David's just just said is uh, that that's one job that we're actually doing on the farm at the moment we've got seed coming in from Scotland and uh, we are we're putting a liquid seed treatment on at the minute. 
we've made uh, significant investment uh, in the last 24 months to gear ourselves up for liquid seed treatments and, and moving away from powders. And I think it, you know, you need to make sure that your machinery is is in good order. You know, it's tested, it's calibrated, and that they are applied correctly. And and that move that you've made there, Justin, obviously that's also so that you've got a bit more control. How much of an impact has that had in terms of giving you confidence and reducing the risk? We're having to move with the times. We've all been used to powder treatments. And and as David said, you know, we have now only got one powder treatment. So we've got to get in the mindset of using liquids. Certainly what we've seen over the last two years is that um, where we've obviously applied the liquids, we've done some trial work for BASF with, with their new liquid treatment. And obviously we're using other products. We have seen better results in the field by you know applying these um, liquids accurately. Powders can be very difficult to use out in the field when you're filling your planter up. If you've got a windy day, the powder doesn't all go always go where it should go. And we've seen that as well when we're planting, the powder can can move around as it as it's going on on the tubers. But I think it's definitely the right way forward. Another reason for the use of liquids is because it's very difficult to apply powders on belt, especially on belt planters. And there's been quite a, a move away from cut planters to, to belt planters. Um, very important when we're using these newer materials that are, uh, give you more broad spectrum disease control to get good coverage. And so the introduction of the, the team sprayer um, rotary twin nozzle with the air canopy has been a great move forward and um, trials conducted to show that we're getting approximately 30 to 40 percent more AI on the tuber uh, surface. That's quite a significant increase demonstrating how the industry is really really innovating. Paul it brings us nicely onto you as business development manager at BSF. You're innovating quite a lot and we've talked about the depletion of the toolbox. What's BSF's commitment for the next few years to help growers and, and what have you got coming? We, we have a significant investment in the potato crop going forward. I think probably be fair to say that we have been a bit in the shadows in the past. Um, we're changing that now. Um, the business sees this as being a, a good opportunity to to bring the chemistry we've been we have coming in other areas to the potato speciality area um, quicker than we have in the past, which is good for the grower, good for the agronomist because it brings more options for them. Um, as as David has said, and uh, as Justin has said, we have uh, honesty. It's been approved as a tuber treatment, liquid tuber treatment. Um, does rhizoctonia. Um, does a lot more than rhizoctonia as well, it's fair to say. Um, and as David said, to get the best out of a, a liquid tuber treatment, to, to bring those other diseases in, um, good coverage is is a factor there. Um, and so the, the equipment that Justin's using and the attention to detail is important. In, in other areas, we have uh, a new herbicide coming for the potato crop. Um, it's not a new chemistry, but it's a new chemistry for potatoes and will bring increased flexibility, I would suggest, in terms of weed control. It's it's what I call a team player. And I think in the future, we're looking at building teams for multiple control, be it weeds, but also actually we may be looking at it for nematode control, free living PCN, looking at it for wireworm as well, because the options that we 
have used in the past are declining quite rapidly. Um, talking about wireworm, we, we do have a material that we have in development, a biological. Uh, Paul, talk us through Allstar. How does it work and, and what is Allstar? Allstar is fluoxaproxad. It's an infoa treatment. Um, it, uh, we, we launched it in the, the market probably be about three seasons ago now. Um, the, the, the primary target and what it has on the label is rhizoctonia. Um, rhizoctonia is well established on potato land. Any land that's grown potatoes at a number of rotations almost certainly has it. Um, its implication, rhizoctonia's implication for the crop is more than pretty potatoes, although people tend to associate it with black scurf. You've got growth differences. You've got uh, differences in terms of um, tuber aging, which can have implications that run all the way through to skin set, fry colour, etc. So it's important for, for all crops, not just the crops that uh, require pretty skins. The, the product goes in furrow. Um, there's now two options, as I say, since all stars come to the market. Um, one of the, the strong attributes of the product is they, how kind it is to the potato. What we did uh, a couple of years ago now, um, we had hummingbird fly some plots and they recorded growth as the, the crop came through. They sized plants, despite the fact that the, the differences on the ground were not visible. Um, actually, when you got over the crop and looked from a, a different angle, got a different perspective, you could see that there were differences there. And I say that's down to the nature of the, the way the potato crop grows. It is difficult to see these differences other than very early in the in the emergence. And those differences carried all the way through to uh, an evenness in the marketable fraction, uh, giving a higher proportion of marketable tubers. Um, the skin finish, that was better as well. Um, we talk about pretty potatoes with All Star having a, a really bright skin. Um, and that was seen across all the sites that we we all the sites that we trialled. We then did some more work um, in the, the last season and again the same results were seen there. Having said that though the 2021 season was a good year for demonstrating differences in the speed of emergence and we saw dramatic differences. Justin what's been your experience with All Star? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really always sort of sat on the fence really with All Star until last season. Um, we sort of we've dipped our toe in the water over uh, the last couple of years with it and not really seen the differences that we saw last year. And it was a real eye opener on certainly on the sort of the heavier silt, colder ground, treating two fields side by side with the Azoxystrobin, Amistar and Allstar, that the difference was phenomenal. There was at least seven to 10 days uh, emergence difference between the two products. So yeah, for me, that, that was a real eye opener. It's really made me think about, you know, what we're gonna do this season across our sort of portfolio of land, what what chemistry we're gonna use, and that certainly will be, uh, you know, in the toolbox this year. Looking at it from an operator and a, and a farm manager's point of view, um, you need less product. You know, it's 0.8 litres a hectare versus three litres a hectare. And you can mix it in your water tank uh, with your liquid nematicides, which is great. It, and it's just given the, you know, the operator one less thing to, you know, to mess about with effectively with the dosatron, et cetera. 
that's one thing about moving to liquid seed treatments from powders. It's one less thing that that implanter operator has got to worry about in the field. And he can be concentrating more on the attention to detail, you know, of the planting operation, you know, getting the ridge, ridges right and the tuber depth, etc. And David, as we go into the 2022 season, are there any other top tips that you'd be recommending to growers at the moment? From an application point of view is yes, make sure that your equipment is tested, make sure that it's it's serviced regularly, nozzles don't last forever, check your nozzle output, and really it's attention to detail. Paul, before we finish up, big year ahead for potato growers, lots of change, there's been some uncertainty in the media, but there's also lots of optimism. Have you got any predictions or any thoughts that you see coming ahead? There's a phrase that I use quite a lot, there's nothing so constant as change. Going forward, there will continue to be change, it's fair to say. We will see chemistries that we've relied upon that have that will be lost. Uh, we'll see new chemistries come along. Um, we have to work within the political greening environment that's being created. There are, as I say, many, many challenges. The, the, the key focus for me is all about having the, the maximum marketable yield and being able to sell that when you choose to sell it. So you want to have a, a good quality product that is able to be sold at any time. If you're having to sell it, then you can almost bet other people having to sell it as well, which will impact the bottom line. When you can choose to sell it, um, you can sell it to the, like Justin was saying um, earlier, the, the shoulders of the market, the early, the, the late, the difficult bits of the market. It, it will all help with regards to the bottom line. And it's about focusing on the, the details really to get to get that right. And Justin, um, as a grower working on the ground, what do you see coming this year for, for Albert Bartlett's? From a, from a farming perspective, you know, the cost of productions in 2022 are, are going to be significantly more than we've seen in the past. And really, the, the devil is in the detail. Um, you know, when that seed potato arrives on farm, it's got 100% potential. And from the point you put it in the ground, it can really only go one way. Um, so it's all about the attention to detail. It's it's managing the known issues, you know, that we know now because we've put the work in, i.e. PCN, blight, who knows what's going to come at us, um, but we'll have to manage that accordingly. Uh, so I think it's just be prepared. We, we don't know, you know, what the weather's going to do, which has a massive impact. And before I finish, uh, what's your favourite variety of potato? I will be a bit biased, but I really like Elfie. It's just, uh, it's a real creamy, buttery potato. You, you don't need to add any butter to it. It just uh, eats um, fantastic. Uh, and I'm sure everybody's got their their own, so, but that's mine. How about yourself, David? I'm going to go the other way and go for Sagita. The farmer very kindly gave me a bag a few weeks ago, and I hadn't tried the variety before. Heard a lot about it in the processing sector, but never really eaten it as a, as a, a, a potato in the house, but very, very impressed with its, its flavour. David, I, I think you need to send me your address. <laughs> no problem. Paul, what's your favourite potato? Well, my favourite potato is one that's been deep fried as a chip. Well, thank you, Justin, David and Paul for joining us today for our first podcast of 2022. Um, Justin, I know we're going to be following you through the season and seeing how you're getting on with your trials. So we look forward to catching up with you later on in the year. Uh, but for now, thank you ever so much. And um, we hope if you haven't already, you've signed up for the newsletter that's coming out for BSF 
perfecting potatoes together, which will give you some more information on Justin and David's top tips from today.